Good morning. A plan to fix Australia's broken migration system will be unveiled within the hour, with the federal government promising once-in-a-generation reforms. Live to Canberra and political reporter Rob Scott. Rob, good morning. What will the overhaul include? Morning, Anne. So this is a 10-year plan to get Australia's migration program back on a more sustainable footing after the number of arrivals ballooned by almost 900,000 in just two years. There are several layers to this overhaul, but international students will be a major focus, including lifting English language standards to qualify for a visa and also closing down backdoor ways for them to enter the Australian workforce. A new skills-in-demand visa will also be created and that'll target foreigners with specialised qualifications, aiming to have their applications processed in just seven days. Fewer people will be allowed to come to this country under a revamp of the middle tier of the current skilled worker visa category as well. The Home Affairs Minister, Claire O'Neill, says the overhaul will bring migration numbers back down to a more manageable 250,000 people a year. The overall mix of our migration program at the moment is not delivering for the country. And by that I mean it's really hard to get those high-skill workers that we desperately need here, but we've made it much too easy for people to use side door and back door entries into our workforce. And the primary way that is happening at the moment is through international education. And we need to fix that immediately. It's hoped the overhaul will ease the squeeze on Australia's public infrastructure and relieve pressure on the extremely tight housing market. Rob Scott reporting from Canberra. Claire O'Neill has also issued an apology following the arrests of immigrants freed from detention. The Home Affairs Minister said she's sorry that crimes have been committed by perpetrators included in the release of detainees. At least six of the 148 people released following the High Court's decision have since been arrested for a range of offences. A man who plotted a terror attack on the MCG could soon be released. As Sarah-Jane Bell reports, his sentence ended three years ago, but he's been on a continuing detention order since then. Abdul Nasser Bembrika served 15 years behind bars for plotting to blow up major Australian landmarks, including the MCG, but he could walk free into the Victorian community in the days before Christmas. His sentence ended in 2020 and he's since been on a continuing detention order, but the maximum period for that is expected to expire within the next two weeks. A Victorian judge has reserved a decision on whether to extend the order or release one of Australia's most notorious convicted terrorists on a supervision order. Barnaby Joyce unleashed his concerns on Sunrise. We now have a terrorist about to go wandering down the streets of Melbourne. And this is happening under you. See, you are the government. See, the, Mr Albanese is the <laughs> Prime Minister and, and you are part of the government. Mr Dreyfus is the Attorney General of the government. This is your problem and you have botched it yet again. Earlier this year, Bembrika successfully fought to restore his Australian citizenship that was cancelled under the former government. If he had lost the High Court battle, he likely would have been deported. Instead, he could walk free into the Victorian community on December 23. Outgoing Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has revealed who she's backing to take over the role. Deputy Stephen Miles has earned her endorsement, but there are other ministers also prepared to throw their hat into the ring. Georgie Chumley reports. 
Good morning. It's been a chaotic 24 hours here in Queensland politics after Anastasia Palaszczuk, the Premier, announced her resignation yesterday after close to nine years and acting as Australia's longest serving female Premier. She's already announced who she wants to be her successor, endorsing her deputy Stephen Miles. Other people that are likely to throw their hat in the ring include Health Minister Shannon Fentiman as well as the Treasurer Cameron Dick. Cameron Dick hasn't come out at this stage and said whether he will or not but it's likely that we will know that by the end of today. What we do know for certain is that Labor caucus will be held on Friday where all the state MPs will come together and depending on how many people have put their hands up at that stage, they could decide who will have the next top job here in Queensland. If there's only one person, then it could be decided within a day. If there are multiple, it could take weeks and that won't be good for Labor. They'll want to lock down who is the next Premier before Christmas. And what we do know is that Anastasia Palaszczuk will be handing in her letter of resignation to the Governor of Queensland. Former Chief Health Officer Jeanette Young, they spend a lot of time together during the pandemic, one of Anastasia Palaszczuk's lasting legacies uh, as she steps down as the last pandemic Premier in the country. Traffic is being diverted on a Sydney motorway where a person has been trapped after a crash. Emergency services have been called to the M5 past Camden Valley Way. All city-bound lanes have been closed as cars are forced to use the emergency lane to get around the ute. The driver was treated at the scene for a head injury. Residents in far north Queensland are bracing for severe storm conditions as Cyclone Jasper circles off the coast, ready to intensify. Live now to Paul Bird in Cairns. Paul, good morning to you. How are conditions there right now? And absolutely stunning, if I must say so myself. We've got clear skies, we've got light winds. You wouldn't even think there is a category severe storm warning situated off the coast here of Cairns. Uh, in fact, it's a direct line for about 100 kilometres to the north around Port Douglas. Uh, that's where it looks as though it's going to make landfall uh, come about 11am to 1pm on Wednesday. But absolutely stunning conditions. It is the calm before the storm and warnings have been put out there. Uh, we are expecting at the moment that category 1 system, which was category 4 system for days ago has decreased but as it moves closer to the coastline it's going to ramp up with a bit more power and turn back into a category two system with that winds at the moment sustainable around 95 kilometers per hour to 110 and if it moves up that next notch it could be up to 164 kilometers per hour so obviously a lot of people here in Cairns they're taking all their food off the shelves they're stocking up with a lot of uh, obviously waters and food batteries candles etc in case there is power outages but also for those further north up around Port Douglas uh, the marina has been emptied out with all the boats now going further upstream into the creek. So what they do there, they tie four ropes off each boat, tie it into the mangroves. It's only about 20 metres wide. They'll put million dollar vessels in there and that's just in case any storm surge does come in. Now there is a storm surge predicted upwards of a couple of metres and of course with that that's going to coincide with one of the biggest tides this season so far of 2.83 metres and that happens about an hour before the cyclone is due to hit on Wednesday. Anne. Worrying times ahead. Paul Burton Cairns, thanks for updating us, Paul.